Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. Have you ever had a friend pass away and you wonder how that family is now going to make ends meet financially because that friend was the single income winner or the main income producer for that family. It's a tough situation that, that we see happen all the time with our friends. And don't be stuck in that position. If you need life insurance, uh, reach out to Matt McGilvery with New York Life. His contact information is on the Confidence Through Health com page under sponsors but life insurance is something that you need it's something that will help not for you but for your family if you leave um, this earth unexpectedly or prematurely uh, whether it's due to health concerns or due to accidents make sure that you're prepared and that you're financially set and your family is is able to financially make it through that tough time so reach out to Matt McGilvery with New York Life Insurance. Welcome back to the Confidence Through Health Podcast. This is Jerry Snyder here. This week, my guest is Itzy Calderon. She is a beauty and integrative health consultant based in Florida. She works with people in person in Florida, but also online across the country uh, and internationally, depending on where you are. She will work with you to help you with your internal beauty. That is her passion and her goal is to help women with their internal beauty. Her goal is to help at least 80,000 women improve their nutrition, improve their health from an internal perspective. She's been doing this for years now. And she uses her own personal experience to help people and to relate to uh, her clients because she has dealt with depression. She has dealt with uh, skin issues. Um, she has dealt with not uh, fitting in, if you will. And so she understands that and you brings that to her uh, coaching style. Uh, so really great interview. And one of the things that she mentions is her uh, three-minute pause technique, which I think is outstanding. And uh, so stay, stay tuned to the end of the interview uh, where we start talking about that. But without further ado, Itsy is up next. And, you know, I'm in a mission to help 80,000 women uh, connect with their body and raise their awareness so that they can stop suffering from chronic stress, fatigue, and yo-yo dieting to finally start to feel healthy, joyful, confident, and in control of their wellness. Right. That's my mission. That's all. Based on my, ex yeah, based on my experience, you know, and, and that, that led me into a 12-year career in the beauty industry as an esthetician and makeup artist and also because of my acne I, I started getting into skincare and makeup because I wanted yeah. to learn how to heal it when I was 19. Yeah well now so you said because you did oh. say um, something that's similar to what my wife went through is that um, of course before we knew each other we didn't meet until we were in our 20s uh, but she was in her teens and she took Accutane. Um, you know, oh, she actually took it. Yeah, okay. she took it, and then mm -hmm. you know, we're still seeing the repercussions of that. She's in her 40s now, and we still see oh, yeah. the damage that it did to her gut um, that, you know, at the microbiome level, and it's like, and stuff that I'm trying to fix for her now 
it's she's starting to see results of that but it's like in the moment as a teenager yeah it's like okay well i what do i do i want to i want to look better and the doctors are not telling me from a nutrition standpoint what to do so i take the medication absolutely you know and so what was, what was it what was the trigger for you that said no I, i'm not i'm not going that i'm not going down that route i'm not taking the accutane was there something specific about it or yeah yeah i was i started breaking out as soon as i went into puberty at the early age of 13 and i my mom did the best she could as far as doing what she is told to do right. take you to the dermatologist take the antibiotics experiment with every single antibiotic on the list of antibiotics and hope it gets rid of your acne. But you, we all know that doesn't work because the, the bacteria, it morphs and it continues to survive. It outsmarts the antibiotic. Yep. So finally, last straw, you're 18 years old. You've taken every antibiotic in the book, every topical treatment. You still have no results. Here's the Accutane script, right. last resort. Once again, that script just did not resonate with me at, at, at 18 years old. It didn't. And I looked it up at what it meant and what the side effects were. And I just remember reading thoughts of suicide. And yeah. I just knew for me, that's always been really scary once again, because I, like I told you, like many teens in America, given the stats of the suicide rates, which is crazy, right. I was diagnosed with depression. And I could not bear the idea of having suicidal thoughts as a side right. effect. For me, I just wasn't worthy. It, it wasn't a good exchange. Okay, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll get great skin, but now I might have these suicidal thoughts. Right. And I'm surprised. I'm shocked, astounded, and surprised that I was able to make that decision at 18. Because right now I'm like, really? I did that at that age? How? I, would, yeah. I thought I would just want the perfect skin right away, you know? Right. Well, and that's what we're sold, you know, is that you, you have to look a certain way and that's going to get you the best whatever later in life is to have the best look. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to fit in, um, you know, and so to make that decision against the grain at such an early age is, is something unique. Totally. And that's, I went to, be, I did my first fast, my first fruit fast, yeah. my graduation year of high school, because my acne was so bad and I had already knew from all those years the medicine wasn't working. So I did an apple fast. I did a three day apple detox and I saw those results were better than anything I had ever done med- and medically. And really? I was blown away by, yeah, I was blown away by those results. And after that, I knew that nutrition was a part of my skin health. And I learned that in esthetician school. And then I've been in the beauty industry for all these years and helping women use makeup and skincare to make themselves look and feel more attractive, which is wonderful. It's, it's a great tool. People, women and men have been doing this for since the beginning of time, using right. herbs and plants to make themselves more attractive and paint their faces. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, when, but, when it's used, but when it's used to cover emotional issues and sickness and disease, and you're not, once again, ignoring those other areas of nourishment, I noticed that that was the general consensus. I noticed that a lot of people were having my issues with the acne, not only as the teenagers, but hormonal, at the ages when hormones shift in women, 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, women were suffering with acne that never had it in their entire lives. And there's the fatigue, the sickness, the lack of the healthy lifestyle just showing through their skin. So I knew that healthy worked for me, eating healthy, my journey and i knew that i wanted to help women understand that they could they could feel beautiful from the inside out 
based on how you nourish yourself. Right. And it's not just a diet. It's not just a diet. It's not just about the number on the scale because that doesn't, the number on the scale does not give equal happiness right. and confidence and high self-esteem. How many stories do we hear of people that are champs and athletes and have the ideal body weight and body fat percentage and those were the lowest points of their lives? Right. Why? Oh, yeah. Why? Because, yeah, once, once again, the no, not a connection with their body, right? Just trying to force this lifestyle. So that's why I believe that health starts right there at the connection with you, with your body and bridging the gap. That's where long-standing holistic health originates. Right. Well, and that's one of the things that I, I, I try to tell people and, and help them understand is that it's what's going on at your cell level. Like if your cell's healthy, the rest of your body's going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You may not look, you may not have the look that you want. You may not, like you said, the scale may not reflect it, but if your cells are healthy, you're going to be happy. You're going to be, uh, you're going to live longer because you're not going to have diseases that come up and get you and, and take hold of you or, or bacteria that does crazy things with you. And, and it shows in your skin or it shows in your emotions or, you know, cause all those things are hormonal or bacteria. They're, they're all driven by that. And, if you eat right and have your, your cells right, who the hell cares what you look like on the outside? Oh, totally. 100%. You know, it's just like this like obsession with what we look like actually prevents us from making healthy choices because we're so brainwashed. That alone is a huge barrier that people have to get through to actually even be able to nourish because they feel so about their appearance based on media and propaganda. So you can't nourish because you're brainwashed. So like what you're saying is right. Yeah. Um, so before I started recording, uh, you mentioned that you've got 12 years doing what you do and helping people. But I know you're, you're spending a little more focus on nutrition. Like you, you've gone a little bit more into that over the recent, like recent time, right? Like you were stepping away Correct, from yeah. going more into nutrition. What, what do you think is driving you that way? You know, it's honestly when I when I think about that and hearing you mention that it makes me a bit sad. It makes me a bit sad. And, uh, you know, letting go of things is hard. So I hate to feel like I'm leaving something behind. Um, But I just feel that it was, you know, my personal journey, my continuous health journey and realizing how I was unable to make healthy choices when I was depressed and lying about my true emotional state and numbing out my feelings no matter how many diets i tried no matter how many fads i followed i was not able to get healthy or see the results i wanted to get you know and um i'm really it really like i said i want to help eighty thousand women because it breaks my heart to and i understand it firsthand being stuck in that cycle of just not understanding how you can just feel healthy and get your health back it's it's really that feeling of just kind of like I have this secret potion and I want to help you. I want to give it to you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and it's, and it's actually a lot simpler than you could have ever thought, but it's this oh, yeah. huge mindset shift and it's this huge belief shift that nourishment starts on an emotional level and it starts on forgiveness and it starts with patience and re- taking that minute to pause and listen to your body. Right. Um, 
it's I, I feel like I still I still love skincare. I still love, you know, doing makeup and all of that. But my my heart is really tied to this and helping women feel feel their best from the inside out naturally and stop battling with weight and stress and anxiety. Yeah. Well, and and right now with everything that we've got going on with COVID and everything, you know, stress is through the roof for people. Depression is starting to really creep up um, as, as it's gone on longer and longer and longer. And, you know, nutrition is a, is a big key in that, in, mm-hmm. in fighting that battle. And like you said before, like not just going to the doctor and taking a pill, um, you know, and not just saying, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to go take the script and take the script and take the script. And because what you are doing is you're actually damaging, you know, what you should be feeding to help you. And so you're, you're, you're taking it in the wrong direction instead of the right direction. Um, so what yeah, would you, totally. like, from a nutrition standpoint, like, in, in what you've seen, like, how, how, how quickly can that change happen? Like, how, how have you seen that? Is that something that, like, hey, if I eat one healthy meal, I'm going to feel great and everything's going to be fine? Or, like, how much of a change is that? I know staying away from the fad diets and so, like, doing something for 10 days or 20 days or whatever, but, like, how quickly can that that emotional change happen have you seen yeah you know the the emotional change happens at a shockingly rapid rate right um when people i think it's like 80 percent of the american population is gluten intolerant the 70 percent of asians 80 percent of african americans 95 percent of native americans and those numbers fluctuate a little bit based on the study but they're all extremely similar they fluctuate by a couple a couple points Right. right so we are eating foods most people are eating foods that they're allergic to foods that are hurting you. They're causing, you know, cocaine. So sugar is as addictive as cocaine. They have found on brain scans that people that abuse cocaine, uh, and people that abuse sugar, their brains look the same under a brain scan. Right. So when, 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 a mouse, they were, they started them off with cocaine and then they switched them to sugar and then they switched to the sugar. They stopped doing the cocaine. So that just gives you an idea of how addictive this is. And right. then you have cheese, which is also addictive. Yep. Um, as Like as much as heroin, it triggers the same spots in the brain as heroin does the way the brain lights up. It's so addictive. So what happens is that you are drugging yourself in sorts. You are triggering un imaginable amounts of dopamine in your brain and then they and then and and then you're coming down off of them and you think you're stressed and depressed and anxious but truthfully and then and then people medicate with foods and high dopamine activities right so it's this vicious cycle that you can't get out of and that's why when you eliminate the highly processed foods the like the cheese the sugar the breads um you know all of that you start to experience an immediate change, immediate physical change. And in 28 days, your skin looks amazing. You look years younger. You're, you're so bright. You're so focused. Yep. Um, it's something that is astounding how yep. fast it changes, in my opinion. What do you think? No, I agree. I think it's, it, and it's one of the things that, that a lot of people, they're, they've been on you know, the standard American diet, the SAD diet, for so long that mm-hmm. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day that like you can't 
you can't feel that your body feels bad because you forgot what feeling bad really felt like because you always feel bad. Like, so you've lost that. Mm -hmm. Like you said before, you're, you're not in communication with your body anymore. You've lost that communication signal that says, this is what good really feels like. And so you chase that, that quick dopamine high of the ice cream or the, you know, whatever the high sugar content food is, that's going to give you that quick mm -hmm. dopamine, but it's not, the rest of your body doesn't feel that, just your brain feels that. The rest of your body doesn't get what it wants. It's not getting the minerals and the nutrients. It and so it's, then it's like, okay, well, I didn't eat enough, so I got to eat more. I got to eat more, you know, and it's like, cause your, your cells are saying, that's not the right stuff. That's not the right stuff. I need more. I need, I, this is what I need. You're starving on a, on a cellular level. Your cells are starving. You are. And so when you then flip that and you start eating properly, yeah, it's, it, you may not feel it yet because you're still searching for that dopamine hit that you're not necessarily getting right away from the food. But internally, you're from a cellular level. I, I think it's like almost instantaneous that you can flip that script. Absolutely. You know, like, and... Yeah, it's it's not it's not something that's easy to do, but right. it's something that's that's simple. Right. It's simple, but it's not easy. And that's what I want people to understand is how um, you have to know that you are with take coming off a highly addictive substance that is shown to be the same as heroin and cocaine. So you have to be gentle with yourself. Don't try right. to force yourself when you're, you know, to eat these foods and then feel like shit when you're craving these other foods. Yeah. Of course you do. You're, you're going to crave exactly. them maybe for the rest of your life. Right. You're not going to stop craving these foods. And that's where I think that people get very stressed and and anxious when it comes to food is because they get really stressed about their food decisions and they start shaming and guilting and binging. Yep. So <clears throat> it's really important to practice um, a lot of self-compassion when you're changing to, to a nourishment lifestyle. I don't even like to call it a diet. I like to call it yep. a nourishment life, lifestyle, yep. you know? Um, <clears throat> and I think that a big thing, people are gaining a lot more weight because of the anxiety and depression that you're saying right now. Yeah. So because, yeah, because studies have shown that when you are in a chronic state of stress and anxiety, your body starts creating um, this high adrenaline, yep. this high adrenaline. So then you feel stressed and anxious. And then what happens is your brain starts craving hyper palatable things, yep. high sugar, high fat, high crunch, these extreme foods that you just don't find in nature. Right. And then you become out of touch you become out of touch with reality and what real food tastes like because once again, let's be gentle with ourselves and understanding that we are in an addictive state. We are in active addiction right now. It's right. okay. You have to admit where you are to know where you're going. And if you're gentle with yourself and you're coming from that perspective, you're going to be much more likely to have long-term success, sustainable right. lifestyle change, yep. not just forcing this diet on yourself, you know, for, for, for these weight reasons and things like that. Right. Well, and one of the things that, that I always tell people is, you know, if I'm creating a meal plan for somebody or something, and like the first week I may have ice cream on there, and they're like, you're, you're going to allow me to have ice cream? And they're like, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a planned one moment in time, like 
it's not a spur of the moment decision. It's not a um, board. There's nothing on TV. I'm going to go grab some ice cream at the store. It's a, you're going to eat it on you know Thursday night and then you're not going to eat it again for this amount of time. Like, absolutely. That's amazing. I think it's, it's wonderful that you do that. And it's, it, yeah, sure. The ice cream's not healthy for you, you know, mm-hmm. but from the emotional standpoint, you need to give yourself, like you said, you need to give yourself grace that you can, you know what, I can do this. Um, I, it, it's like you said, it's, it's simple in theory. It's simple in practice, but it's very difficult to actually follow through with it, with everything that you've done to this point combating against you. Totally. Which, yeah. which is, which is why it's so important to ask for help. If yeah. you find yourself stuck in the situation and um, you're, you've been struggling for years or months, it, it's time to ask for help. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you will probably, it will change your life and it, it will be rewarding for the course of your life. You're never, it's not something that you're ever going to regret. It's right. if we go to doctors when we need help, then there's other health partners and alliances that we can form. A health coach helps you get to your goals, helps you create a sustainable lifestyle that helps you support your goals so that you can be more aligned with what your doctor needs from you health-wise. It's not a health coach doesn't doesn't, um, replace a doctor. A health coach does not replace a nutritionist. A health coach is is a missing part of the puzzle that actually helps people change their habits and their lifestyle so that their lifestyle supports these habits that are going to get you to the healthy place. So your doctor will say, awesome. Hey, I don't know what you've been doing, but whatever you're doing, it's showing up on here and keep doing it. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned before, like that we've gone away from the doctors being, which which is what they were like in the old days before, you know, any technology was really around, like before light bulbs and all that stuff, like the, the town doctor was there for, you had an acute, immediate, like you've got a massive cut, you've got, you know, broken arm, you've got something that's like, this is drastic and we have to take care of it. Whereas the rest of the time it was, you know, the family, the, the mom, the grandma was in charge of health. And that's why, you know, you, you think back to, you know, oh, grandma's chicken soup or, you know, whatever is like the, the old fashioned remedy for things. And now it's doctors have taken a different, a different feel in our, in our world in that we go to the doctor for anything just to give me something to make me feel better when, you know, we don't want to take that responsibility on ourselves to do it ourselves. Exactly. And that it always comes back to that. And that's why the approach to holistic healing habits that last a lifetime and yield results continuously is through building that connection with yourself. And when you're having that ice cream, okay, be unconscious. Don't eat it in front of the TV. Sit down in a space. And okay, I'm going to take this moment. How does this ice cream make me feel? When was the first time I felt this way? What are my memories of ice cream as a child? Was it, was it like, yeah, here's some ice cream. Have ice cream whenever you want. Or no, you're bad. You can't have ice cream. Right. Why, what is this food triggering in you? How is it making you feel? And then you realize I'm eating this because I'm in control of this situation and I know what I'm yep. doing. And then you move on. Right. And, that and is, it that's... helps you. That's the mindset that you've talked about. That's the mindset that you have to have. It's, it's more of a, I think that 
we've as, as a society we've become a, a a being that reacts a lot more than takes the proactive approach and so whether it's nutrition or a lot of other areas of life we we just become more reactive but if we flip that and say no no, no i'm going to take charge and i'm going to be proactive then and when you eat like you just said when you sit down and you say okay how does this make me feel is this what is this doing for me how is this, you know, and then you move on from that. Well, the next time you say, I need to feel this, you know, you can say, okay, well, you know what? The, the apple made me feel the same way. And I know the apple's healthier, you know, or whatever the case may be. And you can weigh those options and you can be proactive and say, you know what? I can get the same, the same dopamine hit from ice cream or from this healthy option over here. And I know the healthy option is going to be a little better for me lasting longer in life. Totally. And it's like when I go out and, you know, with my friends and some of them eat healthy, some of them don't. And they're like, oh, you know, how could you eat this? Well, you know, I want to eat this and I want to eat that. And I'm like, it just seems so like it's going to make me feel so tired and so groggy and so foggy. And I, I don't want to feel that way. I'm sure, yeah, the food is going to taste amazing. I'm going to enjoy right. every moment, <laughs> the texture, the colors, right. you know, the flavors bursting bread. We were talking about waffles at the time. There were these luscious waffles that look amazing. Even thinking about them is yeah. making me salivate <laughs> and excited right now. But the truth is that after eating them, I would have been suffering. I would have been tired. I would have not wanted to do anything. I would have been in a cathartic state I would have not accomplished anything and it, that's just not what I want to do to myself so once you start building that connection between your food and how is this going to make me feel in a couple of hours it's a whole different experience yep. which is why something that I recommend that people do is the three minute pause so if you're hungry Right. Let's make it a conscious process. Let's trigger our consciousness when we, we when we feel that hunger feeling. Okay, am right. I hungry? Take three minutes and pause. What am I hungry for? Okay, listen to your body and let your body speak to you. And then you can make a healthier decision. Am I hungry for how am I feeling? Am I feeling sad? Am I hungry for happiness? Am I hungry for some peace? Am I hungry for creating something? When's the last time I created something? What am I? What is my body really asking me for? And then making a healthy choice. And if you feel ravenous, and if you feel like you can't make that healthy choice, then like you said, do that, get the ice cream, but make it a conscious process. Sit down and eat with this. Why does this food make me feel out of control? And how do I feel when I finally eat it? And what does it do for me? Right. So always take the three minute pause. And then when you're eating your food, chew it consciously and then swallow it. So that because if most of the time when people eat unhealthy foods that they know are bad for them, they're eating it in front of the TV and they're just totally unconscious. They're not, they're chewing, they're, they're swallowing huge pieces. So their portion sizes are off and they're, they're overfeeding themselves because they're yeah. not chewing enough. So, and then, then, then they're full and all that. So the three minute pause is something that, that really helps check in what you're eating, why you're eating it and how it's making you feel. I love that. Um, and you know, another piece to that is a lot of times, cause my kids will do this. They'll, they'll, especially over the summer, you know, they're home and they're like, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm like, you just had lunch. You're not hungry. You're either bored or you're thirsty. And the mm -hmm. thirsty coming across is hunger. Oh yeah. You know, drink a little bit of water and we'll find something for you to do. And imagine, you know, magically they're not 
starving in three minutes, you know? Yeah, three minutes. 15 minutes. But yeah. a lot of times, I think a lot of times what people do, because, you know, dehydration is, is, is a chronic issue in our country. Um, that there's so many people and so many things that can be fixed by just proper hydration. And I think that three minute pause will, if everybody did it, they'd go, oh wait, I'm not really hungry, I'm thirsty. That's what I wanna give my body. I'm thirsty or am I severely stressed right now? Did something in the right. last 10 or five minutes severely stress me out? And am I craving something sweet and am I feeling ravenous? Right. Because what that means is that based on the training, my body currently is asking me for a dopamine fix to release the stress because this is the pattern that I've showed my body. Right. You know? So it's, a, it's, it's important to take that three minute pause and make it a conscious process. Yeah. No, that's great. And so, yeah. So if it's stress, you know, so what are other, what are other options? Well, yeah, you could yeah, eat your way so out. Stress is huge. Yeah. You, know, you could eat your way out of it, it, it. But if in that three minutes you go, okay, you, I realized it's stress. You know, you could, you could go do 20 jumping jacks or something that, you know, get your heart going a little bit, gets get a little bit of exercise flow. You'll release the right hormones and you'll, you'll counteract that stress level. Um, at least to a, to a point, depending on how high the stress is, you know, Absolutely. Get it done. Yeah. you could get it done just through basic exercise really shortly. Correct. Because stress and uh, these food triggers are related. As we talked about your, right. your brain will crave hyper palatable foods when you're stressed out. So when you're stressed out, taking that three minute pause and breathing for three minutes to regulate your, your sympath your sympathetic nerve to get you into sympathetic nervous system right. is is a great way to start sending your body the message that you're okay you're safe you're not gonna die right. so that your body can balance these chemicals out which will start to happen immediately because when we get very stressed out all our energy goes to our limbs so that we right. can fight for our lives and survive yep. and you have all this energy now and then you feel anxious but really, if like you said, you just do 20 jumping jacks and you kind of get this excess energy that you built up in your body out of your right. system, you're going to find that you're going to go back to normal. And this is also how you train yourself. If you're someone that suffers from a lot of stress and anxiety, this is how you can start to train your brain and your, your subconscious mind and your conscious mind that yeah. you're safe and you can provide safety for yourself, which honestly, people will start losing weight. If people had stress reducing lifestyles and incorporated these modalities into their daily lives, people would naturally lose weight because the body is no longer holding on to sugar and craving sugar to fight for its life. Right. So yeah, that's why a lot of people that even though they eat very healthy, they're still extremely stressed out. Yeah. Well, and that's, that, that's a big piece to, you know, it, it's also a big piece to why people go, back to like looking at the scale and why the scale is not the, the end all on health is that there can be people that are per the scale perfectly healthy, you know, cause their, their weight fits what they should fit and they drop down a heart attack and people totally. go, well, well, I thought they were healthy because they look healthy, but that stress level was through the roof. They weren't addressing their hormone levels. They weren't addressing all of that stuff. And so, yeah, it's in their heart you know, over the top. It's in their heart. It's over the top. And let's just like give people a solution here and let's help them understand that um, that's people die in their thirties of, of stress, of high stress. And they, you know, which is my age yeah. and 
because of a heart attack. So what happens here is that you're, you're fast paced breathing in your upper chest and you're not getting any, any air to your stomach. You're not doing any diaphragmatic breathing. So your right. heart, you're making your heart sick. You're literally right. making your heart sick. Yeah. And then when we breathe in through the nose and then breathe out through the mouth and, and it's a long exhale, right. you're, what happens is your diaphragm starts massaging your heart. So you're actually giving your heart a massage. So you're creating this relaxed state, rest and digest in your body, where your body, if you do this all day, your, your body weight will naturally balance to your ideal body weight that only your brain knows. Your brain right. knows your ideal body weight based on your composition, based on your genetics, based on your, your culture, your brain knows your, your weight. So if you allow your, your body to relax, your weight will naturally balance itself. Right. So once again, it's so important to, first of all, it, the breath starts with a, an exhale to make yeah. room for the new air to come in. Right. So you totally release and then it helps if you put your hands on your stomach. So when you release, you could feel your, your stomach actually going in as you're pushing right. all the air out. You could feel your stomach going in because you're pushing all the air out. Okay, right. now you're ready to take your inhale. So you just take an inhale as much as you can, and now you feel your, your stomach expanding, right? right? So it's important that, to create this movement in the stomach. And, and for some people, I just want you to understand that some people don't get this for a couple of months because, they're, because there is such a gap between the body connection and the breath for that person in particular, and that's okay. You just have to keep practicing until you get to that point. Right. Some people will, will do it automatically. Yeah. But breathing but this it's way. The stomach, it's the stomach, not the shoulders. You don't want the shoulders going up because no, that doesn't no, do anything. No. No, not at all. Not at all. If anything, when the shoulders, when, shoulders going up is actually when people are um, anxiously breathing up in the right. chest, the shoulders naturally go up. So people that are um, upper chest breathers will have uh, shoulder tension, shoulder stiffness, neck tension, headaches because right. of holding the shoulders up and breathing in the chest. So a lot of people yeah. that can actually experience relief that suffer from headaches, neck and shoulder tension by doing this diaphragmatic breathing yep. and you're actually and you're in your when you do this you're you're activating your diaphragm and you're massaging your heart so you're you're creating healing on such a deep level yeah. and i just want to encourage people to who are in a, a, a state of depression and anxiety to start by just doing five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night right. because it's it's something you can do it's something you can commit to and it's okay if you don't get it right away, that's why you can just do five minutes and commit to that. And right. then through committing to that and you seeing that you're able to do that, it's actually going to boost your confidence and your self-esteem because you are completing something. Yep. And then later when you feel like you're ready to up to change your practice, you can do longer amount of times, but be gentle with yourself. Do not expect your life to change overnight. Right. Um, you can't expect your habits to change overnight it always comes back to you being gentle and just yeah. starting with those five minutes in the morning and at night of diaphragmatic breathing yep. will impact your, what you eat because it's going to impact your stress levels and you're going to be much more able to make higher level decisions. Right. Yep. So also it's like a great thing to, that people do, do it in the morning, do it at night, and then set an alarm on your phone every five hours, every five hours. So then, 
take a three minute, it's always three minutes is all we need. Three is just such a magical number that could just get us back in tune with our bodies. Yeah. So you set this five hour alarm throughout your workday from the moment that you wake up until the moment that you go to sleep. And every five hours, you do three minutes of diaphragmatic breathing just to bring you back to your breath and remind you to stay consciously present with your body all day. Yeah. Well, that, and that's great practical. And, and the other piece of it doing it at night is it's going to calm you, you know, so that you'll, you'll, for people that can't go to sleep well, or, you know, say that it takes forever to go to sleep. Like it, it, it prepares your body for that moment of rest, you know, and it gets you. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's funny because I had a, a, back in high school, my choir teacher, uh, we sort of took it in a funny way, but he said, you know, you only breathe properly when you're asleep because like your body's fully at rest. And so your, your, your subconscious takes over and you breathe proper because we're, whether it's that we don't want to take the time, you know, out of our day or we're too busy, we've got too many people around and we don't want to be sitting there breathing slowly, you know, it's like, cause it is, it's, it's, it's a little awkward, a little weird or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it when you're, the only person doing it you know but it's so important to do it for it's your body so important. yeah yeah it's it's crucial it's a it's a part of primary nourishment and yeah. you'll notice that when you do this you naturally make healthier choices when right. you when you start nourishing yourself with these really simple ways you naturally gravitate more towards healthier food because you're just on a different alignment with your body and then yeah. you're not forcing yourself to to quote unquote diet you're actually consciously choosing healthier foods, you know, just through loving yourself more through simple things like breath work, um, uh, small little baby steps to breath work. And also something that I really, that I really believe that helps people is focus more on adding healthy foods to your diet rather than restricting. So say, what are some vegetables I love? I know I love. What are some fruits I love? Today, I'm going to add this serving of vegetable and this fruit to right. my diet. Right. Okay. So then now every day for the first week, you've added, you know, fruit and vegetables to your diet every single day. And then if you love fruits, you could say, okay, I love these four fruits. I'm going to add these to my diet today and tomorrow. Right. You know, you have them in your house. Yep. And now you're naturally fuller on these foods. <clears throat> And you're changing your chemistry. So you're going to stop yeah. naturally stop craving processed foods naturally by yeah. being gentle and letting it be more of a journey between you and your body rather than something forceful and something like I'm bashing myself because I need to lose weight. I have to lose this right. weight. So I have right. to stick to this diet. I have to be restricted. I can't eat this. I can't that. No, it, it, that won't work because once again, it'll, it'll trigger high stress levels and it'll make yeah. your body crave sugar like a maniac. Yep. So focus on adding healthy foods into your diet rather than taking stuff out. Say, what's a healthy meal that I really love and make that meal and eat it. And yeah. don't focus so much on, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. Add healthier things into your life yep. and focus on nourishing yourself with those. Yep. Well, and the other, you know, the other piece of it, as you know, like the, the, the natural sugars in fruits, which are, which are good for you. When you fill yourself up on those, you, like you said, you don't crave the other stuff, but you, it, it's not even a craving. Like you, you just don't even, you don't even think about them. You know, it's like you can go to the store. It's true. 
if, if you fill yourself up on fruits and vegetables right before you go to the store and you go to the store, you're not going to, you're going to go down the candy aisle and be like, eh, I don't really need that. You know, you'll One, stay in the produce, you'll stay in the fresh stuff. And it's because your body now is realizing if you give me that stuff, that's what I really want. And so I'm just going to stick with the fruits and vegetables. Yeah, totally. Um, our body nat naturally is always trying to keep us healthy. Our body wants us to be healthy. And if you were to do like a processed food fast, in two weeks, our taste buds reset. Right. So if, if you're really focusing and you want to commit to a health, feeling healthier, and you choose these healthier foods for two weeks and get yourself off the hyper palatable foods, yep. you'll retrain your taste buds. And this is a um, this is really what happens. And then when you start to eat these high sugar foods, you're like, whoa, this is, this tastes like something that I've, that is just unnatural. This is too yeah. much. It's too flavorful, you know? And, and I say, and I, I have that happen to me all the time now with things. Yeah. And it's because I've reset my, it's because I've reset my palate yeah. and it's the best feeling. And I could understand how people listening to this are thinking they're crazy there's no way that I could just, I understand it because I remember oh, yeah. when I would be at the gas stations, all I would want was baby Ruth. Um, yeah. Baby Ruth was my go-to and then peanut butter M&Ms. And then now I cannot remember the last time I bought a candy bar in the store. And I cannot even remember the last time I've craved a candy bar in the store yeah. um, because of going through this healing journey and healing experience. Yeah. And it is a journey. It like you know, it's it, it's something that that's from a if you just wrote it down and here's how it works theory standpoint. Sure, it's simple. You should be able to turn it on tomorrow and be fine. But it doesn't work that way in a practical sense. It's a journey. It's 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 a you know. And when when somebody says lifestyle, like it's a journey. It's a lifestyle. It's it's it doesn't mean that you can't make a mistake. Oh, totally. you go on a journey, you could turn the wrong way, you, you know, you go into, you, you need to stop and go to the bathroom and you pick the, the you know, convenience store that has the worst kept bathroom. And so, oops, made a mistake. Let's go to a different one. Um, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. It doesn't have to be as long as the, the direction is still heading in the right way. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the thing that I tell my clients when we're working one-on-one -on -one is you committed to this. There's no way out, honey. This is not a diet. You can't break this. Sorry. This is a lifestyle now. So guess what? If you eat this, you're not going to thing. Number one, you're not going to do is you're not going to feel bad about it, but you're going to know that you committed to this and it's not over tomorrow. You're not taking a break on Sunday and you're not going to get back to it on Monday. This isn't a diet. You, you committed to this as a lifestyle. So if you eat that, go ahead, you know, go ahead and take it as an experience and learn from it yep. and understand why, why you're choosing this food. But it's, there's no over. This is continuous. There's right. no breaking out of this. This is your lifestyle now. It's not a diet. This isn't going to stop a year from now. Right. Well, and, mm -hmm. and well, it, it, it stops whenever, whenever you stop, you know, whenever your body stops and says, I'm out, I'm done. I'm leaving the world. Oh, well, yeah, that's so, when it does. That's when so, it stops for sure. That's when it stops. So it's like, okay, well, this is the only, this is like outside, you know, you, you can't control if you're hit by a bus or, you know, those types of things. But, but this is something you do have control over how long from a nutrition standpoint, your life lasts. Like, cause if you don't make the yeah. right decisions, you're almost guaranteed you're not going to live as long as you could. 
oh, you're gonna, you're, I would like to, you know, further that by saying not almost. You are, we're guaranteeing <laughs> me that you are not gonna live a long, good life right. if you make these unhealthy food choices. And it's science, and it's science facts. Yeah. So we're, you know what I mean? We're gonna keep it real. And I, I don't like to push diets on my clients, like veganism, right. keto, low carb, 80-20, right. Atkins, all this craziness. Why? Because everybody's different. We have to respect that person's bio-individuality. And then when we look at the blue zones, when we look at the blue zones, you know, the areas of the world where people are living to 100 years old without disease in their last two to three years of life, all the blue zones, uh, I think one of them, one of them is vegan, the Christian, but all the other ones are not. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying nothing against veganism. I, I, I'm mostly vegan, like 95% yeah. vegan. Yeah. But I think it's important that we educate people and tell them that there's more than one way to health. There are, these blue zones eat meat once a week, and which is like four times a month. So it's a lot less than the oh, standard yeah. American diet. It's oh, yeah. a lot less. Um, but they do have it as, as a part of their diet. But they also have these other huge things which are a part of their diet, which is community, mm-hmm. family, love, right. purpose. They have a purpose. They have, when you ask them, what's your purpose? What are you trying to give out to this life? They have a purpose. They're, they will yeah. tell it to you on the spot. They don't have to think right. about it. Right. Um, and these are, and they all also drink a glass of wine a day, really nice organic, you know, no sulfites having a glass of wine. But what's important is that they're not drinking kale smoothies every day. They're, they're not high, they're not eating superfoods, but they have a peaceful, balanced life right. where they, they're an active part of everything around them, including their families, their communities. You know, studies show that loneliness is equivalent to a, to a multiple pack of cigarettes a day habit. Oh, yeah. So loneliness yeah. affects the heart. loneliness causes disease so this is why i don't like the word diet and i like the word nourishment because if you want health we have to make sure you're not lonely we have to make sure you don't feel abandoned we have to make sure you're not making choices from a place of i'm going to be alone forever or i feel alone or nobody loves me because when you when you feel that way you're you're just not able to make healthy choices and there's more than one way to health for everybody and i like to respect that and honor that as an individual for that person yep that's very true well i want to be respectful of your time um and uh so i do have one final question for you Um, go for it and we've talked about this i think uh you know for a listener you're going to be like dude why are you asking this question we 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 know what she's going to say um, but I asked everybody this question. So, uh, so how would you define, like, what's your definition of a healthy lifestyle? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, my definition of a healthy lifestyle yep. is cultivating a relationship with your body and being aware that healthy is a result of the choices you make on a daily basis. And it all comes from loving yourself and being patient with yourself. Awesome. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, wanted to follow you, like where are you active on social media or how can they get in touch with you? Uh, so you can, the best way to get a hold of me personally uh, is through my email, which is dualitynourishment at gmail.com. Okay. Yes. And um, we can, uh, that's where I respond the fastest on. And I will put that in the show notes so people can just click on it and link right to you. Um, if they have questions for you, they want to get connected with you, um, you know, 
and you're in Florida, but you work with people only in Florida? You work with people anywhere? What's the... What? No, so I do have, I do in-person um, coaching as well, but I also have online clients that are out of state. So I do online coaching, yeah, with them. Awesome. Well, it has been so much fun talking to you. I've really enjoyed it. It has. It's been great. <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely stay connected. Okay. I'll talk to you soon and enjoy your vacation. Enjoy your family. You're, nur you're nourishing yourself right now. Exactly right. Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life. I think I like it deep inside. I feel the fire in me. She like the milky, steamy cream into the coffee in me. She got soul in the sway.